intro. Uh, yeah. Okay, that was my last yawn, honest. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Rob Minot, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of AT Banter. We are wide-eyed and bushy-tailed here. Not. (laughs) (laughs) I am Rob Minow, and today I am joined by Steve Barkley. Or Sleepy. We'll call him Sleepy. And? And? Whose voice you just heard? Ryan Fleury. Howdy. Who is wide awake. Yeah, yeah, clearly. (laughs) Positively perky. (laughs) That's right. It is early for us on Wednesday morning. And uh, yeah, we're excited. We're here. Have we ever recorded this early before? Well, I mean, I when so. we actually had jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think even then we recorded actually, that Actually, yeah, no, 9 yeah. o'clock is pretty, pretty Molly Wong was pretty early, wasn't she? Um, yeah, I feel like she was maybe 10. Maybe. I think yeah. it was it was like 6 or 7 for her in the evening when we... Yeah, yeah at least time for the coffee to kick in. <laughs> I have a question. Why can't... England work on a reasonable time. Yeah, I don't know. They have that Greenwich. Well, I mean, it's right there in the name. Greenwich Mean Time. That's yeah. a mean time to be up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We are talking to Neil Milliken uh, today, who is the co-founder of a little thing called Access Chat, which is a, uh, a Twitter chat that's weekly that uh, features... All kinds of good stuff about inclusion and accessibility, and uh, we've been wanting to talk to these guys for a while because um, it's a really, really great uh, Twitter chat. It's really informative, and they have some really great guests. Um, you know, we've you, you know we kind of looked to them for inspiration when we first started, so we're kind of excited to be talking to them. They're our peers. Yeah. There exactly. Are, there are inspiration. <laughs> Pulling out the Chicago mega hits from the eighties. Great time. Good times. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so uh yeah, and actually this is I guess this is the first kind of peer type conversation that we've had. We were generally talking to people in the industry, but we haven't really talked to any podcasters. Working on it. We're working on it, you know. It's, it'll be interesting to get their take and and to see, you know, what what challenges they have putting to the the uh, Twitter chat together and how they started, why they started. So, anyways, how was the week? Pretty uneventful. So far, so good. Yeah. Pretty I got, quiet. I got to play with Dolphin Supernova yesterday. Oh yay! Yeah, it's very and, exciting. And your thoughts? It's actually remarkably good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite impressed. Hmm. It's uh, it's an excellent large print program. Cool with speech output. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yep, I quite like it, and it's a little bit cheaper than uh, Zoom Text too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. See, it doesn't make you feel silly all these years. You uh, <laughs> or, or I mean, I mean, I was looking at the site as well uh, earlier in the week, and uh, 
I'm I'm betting that they've improved it a lot over the past year or two. I can't even remember the last time that I looked at that software. I mean, it's been a long, long time, and uh, you know, probably I should have paid more attention to it. But uh, you know, we always had Zoom Text and Magic around, and you know, why did we need another one? But now that Zoom Text and Magic are under the same roof. Um, you know, I think it's important that there's some, some competition out there in the marketplace. Absolutely. Choice is good. Yep, absolutely. Because they have, I mean, is it, they've structured it exactly like ZoomText, where they have a, a magnifier, a screen reader with speech, or sorry, a, a magnifier, a magnifier with speech, and then a magnifier and screen reader. Right. So very much like ZoomText and ZoomText Fusion. Well, they were doing it first, so I mean... Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, they were doing that long before uh, ZoomText Fusion ever came around. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, Ryan, you might have to get uh, well-versed with their screen reader. We shall see. Yeah. So what else is going on? What have you guys been up to? Absolutely nothing. Really? You don't even watch anything on Netflix? Mm, well, I'm still working my way through 13 Reasons Why. Oh really? It's really good. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I don't know. It looks it looks a little teenagey for me. It is, but it's it's interesting. It's an interesting take on um, this one girl's life and the repercussions your actions have on other people. It's interesting. Hmm. Um, have you watched the OA yet? No. No, that's another good one. You have to write that down. OA. OA. How do you spell that? <laughs> oh, Buzzclip. I yeah. got to play with Buzzclip. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You mean you actually got one? To I did. I got one, yeah. They sent me one to uh, to try out. Yeah. And uh, Ryan got to play with it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What would yeah. you think? Um, it, it works. You know, it's actually got pretty good uh, distance detection. So Steve put his hand kind of up over my head, and it actually detected his hand before it actually was actually on my head. Really? He, he, could, yeah. he could feel the punch coming. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, my only thing is I wish it would vibrate a little bit harder because uh, I had it on the outside of my jacket yeah. uh, last week when it was raining. So I could still feel the sensation, but a little bit stronger vibration would have been nice. But no, it worked pretty well. Very small, portable. Nice. Yeah. Means we got to get it on the site. Yeah. We'll send it over. We'll get it up. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, there you go. You know. Toys. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, give Neil a call and bring him on. Alrighty. So, hey Neil, it's Ryan, Rob, and Steve here with you today. Hello there. Hello. Howdy. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Incidentally. Oh, no, my pleasure. It's a it's a it's a beautiful day. I'm uh, been stuck on conference calls all day. Oh, <laughs> those are the best days. <laughs> And now you get to do another one. <laughs> but what My time is it? Not happy. It's, it's what about four o'clock there? No, it's five. Five. Oh, um, geez. So, so my dog's not happy. <laughs> He's like, I, I want to go out. I, I have lamp posts to cock my leg against. Hours to sniff. Excellent. Well, yeah, we appreciate you burning a little bit of midnight oil for us. Okay, no, no, no problems. So we've we've never talked to another any other podcasters. So we're we just kind of started up in the dark and and have just sort of muddled our way through forty. What we, is this? this is 40, Forty-seven. I think. Forty-seven episodes. So okay, that's that's impressive. That's staying power. Uh, well, we try. 
almost a year so yeah ryan ryan keeps pulling out the guests on us so as long as he keeps doing that we're we're in good shape yeah, well, I mean, we um, we want we've wanted to talk to you actually for quite a while. Um, y- your your Twitter chat um, was actually one of the one of the inspirations for us to actually start up. Um, it, it okay. was it was one of the early ones that you know when we started when we had the idea for the podcast and we started looking around as to what else was out there. Um, you know, your show was was sort of top of the list. So uh, it, it is. It's it's pretty exciting for us to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, w- w- we've been quite blown away by uh, the, just the response that we've had to Access Chat. We started in, I think it was November 2014. Wow. We've not missed a week. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we're just either insanity or dedication. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but we've got a we've got a good team between the three of us, uh, and 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 some backup from from you know other, other people as well. But but essentially we are, you know, just doing it in our spare time, doing it because it's a passion. And yeah, we're on hundred plus episodes now. So we've got we've got quite a video archive now. I think it's it's you know over over sixty hours of video interviews which is wow. which is some going. You know, I can bore people forever. It's a week and a half worth of uh, of video footage that I can yeah, you know, yeah, you come for work for me, you know, sit down and uh, watch a week and a half worth of video <laughs> of me. You can officially be binge watched. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. You come out, you know, three hundred pounds heavier. <laughs> well for those of those people who, who might not be familiar with the show, uh, can you just give us a, a quick rundown of, of what access chat is yeah okay so it's um, it's uh, basically a, a video interview uh, and, and then followed up by a Twitter chat so we, we um, spend about half an hour uh, talking to people on the topic of accessibility and inclusion and, and broad sort of issues around diversity as well um, and then we follow that up by a Q and A on on Twitter, and it's it's structured in such a way that not only does the guest reply to the answers, uh, reply to the questions, sorry, um, but but the uh, the community at large does as well. So everyone participates, and and one of, that's one of the reasons I think that we we've, we've been successful is um, people really do get engaged, and so in the space of about an hour to an hour and a half, because it actually sort of has quite a long tail maybe two hours sometimes midnight on occasions <laughs> um we get between three and six thousand tweets and on a really wow. super bumper night nine thousand within wow. the space of an hour or two which is um you know, a huge volume it makes us largest twitter chat in europe on any topic so it's not just ex- we're not the largest twitter chat on accessibility we're the largest on any topic in europe wow. um and top two or three globally so um, that's gratifying, and it also is a really good sign to how engaged people are uh, on this topic, on on access and inclusion issues. And what we also find really gratifying is the fact that we're building a community of people um, across the globe, you know, across national boundaries, and also across the boundaries of different disability groups, because that's something that we've 
having come from a, an accessibility background and spent nearly 20 years working in the field, it's quite segmented. So uh, one of the things that we really wanted to do was actually break out of those kind of silos where, you know, oh, well, we only talk about screen reader users or, oh, we, you know, we're only interested in audio description. Actually, we're interested in all of it and mm. we think you could all learn from each other. So let's, you know, get online and, and you know, have a good chat. <laughs> and that's what we've been doing for the last two and a half years. And it's, it's um, we learn something every week. <laughs> yeah, bad. Um, and have you always used Twitter as, as the platform? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I've been using Twitter since 2008, 2009. So I'm very comfortable with it as a platform. I've found it to be the most sociable and conversationable of the, uh, you know, of the social networks. Um, and really it facilitates those conversations far better than some of the other social networks and it's open right uh, and that was the thing we wanted something that has a really big ripple effect so we know that a lot of people aren't very comfortable having conversations about disability but that they will watch that they will read stuff so by having these conversations on twitter and and posting stuff on youtube they're open to everyone it's not like uh, a Facebook where it's a closed group or LinkedIn where, you know, you have a network where you have to approve people. Right. Anyone can follow me. You know, if they're, if they're mad enough, they can follow me. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's the point. We, we, we want it to be very open. And so that's why, we, that's why we chose Twitter. It was also originally a very accessible medium because it was text only. Um, obviously, as right. they've added more and more features they've also added challenges so um they've tried to address some of them and and they've gone some way to doing that with with things like image description etc um although you know it's not turned on by default so you have to know about it in order to and, and want to do it in order to to describe your images um and you can't do it in one of their own tools tweet deck for example right so um it's imperfect, but, but you know, there are ways around it, and we, we still find it to be the best way of having a rapid-fire group conversation with random people all right. around the world. So that's, that's why we chose Twitter. So I'm, I'm just kind of blown away because I thought Twitter was only for arguing with Trump supporters. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, that's an <laughs> evening habit. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, I have been called a snowflake. I wear it as a badge of pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what was, so what was the response early, early on? Like that, I mean, those, those audience numbers are, are really impressive. Um, was it, a, was it a, a long, slow road to build to that? Uh, um, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we, obviously the numbers are cumulative, but, uh, but, but effectively within... Within a, a week or two of starting, we were getting one and a half, two thousand tweets within the hour. Um, and, and some of that was because Antonio, who, who works with me, had been engaged in other Twitter chats. So he had been engaged in something called um, T-Chat, which was around uh, the workplace um, and sort of HR type trends. And 
So he'd observed how it worked and he understood the mechanics of it. And the reason he'd approached me and said, look, you know, I'd like to do something like this. And I, I was keen. I wanted to get the message out there for accessibility for the work we were doing within our organization. And he'd also seen Deborah Rue, who was our other partner, um, doing stuff. And I knew Deborah from my background in, in accessibility. So I approached her and, and she'd got a you know big social media presence and, 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 and so had Antonio. I'm, I'm the minnow of the social media accounts compared to them. I think I have about 10% of their number of wow. followers. I've, I've got about 12,000. I think they're all in the sort of, I think, oh goodness knows, Deborah's about 160,000 followers or something ridiculous. Wow. Antonio's 100, thousand plus um so but but you know that so so as a result you know we were able to to use that um large group of followers and and the influence that we had because uh even though i've got less uh what we did have was people that were engaged with us right um and and that's another reason why I'm kind of sticking with Twitter because I've invested in it in a long time. I've mm-hmm. built up a network, right? You know, and, and we've got we've got people that that have engaged with us. You shift from one platform to another, you will lose some of those people, right? Maybe all of them. You know, there's there's a you know a really good-looking new network that's uh, popped up called Mastodon, which seems to be addressing loads of the issues that that twitter users and frustra- frustrations that twitter users have but would i want to switch networks well n- not really because the switching costs are so high mm-hmm. i'd have right. to try and persuade 12,000 people to all download mastodon and find me again right so so that's that's another reason why we're we're on on that on, on that particular network now we may well expand to other channels at some point but i don't think we'll you know unless jack and his team do something terrible or they finally burn through all of their cash i don't think we'll be leaving twitter anytime soon right and were you did you guys were you guys shocked at that the reaction that you got or did you kind of have an idea that there was there was a pretty big appetite for for this type of show so we thought that we thought that there was an appetite we thought that we could do something on a you know over a period of time that could get to a similar kind of scale to the thing that that uh, antonio had been involved in before it's dwarfed it since then which has surprised us um you know uh, i think that that just the the sheer enthusiasm of the people that participate is is really what makes a difference because what we, what we're finding is that um even sometimes though we have smaller numbers what we end up with is a much bigger um spread or what you would think of is in terms of impressions the message just goes out there because people are sharing it right and and, and really in, engaged so what you find when and i participate in other chats because i'm sad and addicted to twitter and, <laughs> and get a bit of a twitch whenever i'm parted from my mobile phone so um what you see is that people dip in and dip out what we tend to see um with things like access chat is 
people are sticking in there and um you know they're they're um, you know i don't get much of a holiday because you know I'm, i might be yeah I, I remember i was at christmas time people were pinging me for and i was sort of trying to enjoy my my uh, mojitos on the holiday at <laughs> <laughs> the hotel on the beach and they're going questions haven't been posted yet <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break, guys. <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah, really. Where are the questions for access chat? <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about, you know, when you guys sat down and, and developed it, what was the goal of, of the show? And has that evolved or changed at all over the years? Okay, so well, the goal was really around raising awareness and bringing people together and, and building community, and, and that's still the same. So we do believe we're you know we're doing a good job of creating awareness, and 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 we're also um, wanted to highlight industry as well because we we feel particularly. Um, working for a large company i mean, I, work, I work for a, a really large company we've got a hundred thousand employees we're in 72 yeah. different countries um and most large countries uh companies sorry are afraid of talking about disability right so we we wanted to have a platform where they could feel comfortable and safe to talk about it um where we wanted to engage in positive conversations we recognized that you know, no one's perfect. A lot of these companies you know, aren't fully accessible, but they're making efforts, and we ought to be applauding those efforts rather than beating them on the head, saying, "Aren't you crap? You haven't done this." Right. Well, what about the stuff that they have done? You know, let's let's use more carrot. Um, you know, I'm 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 not here for the stick. Uh, I think that that's what governments can do. Um, but but actually, the the industry want to see the good stories and 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 we wanted to create a forum where they could come and talk about their stuff which would then have a network effect because when one large organization sees the positive outcome of talking about the work that they're doing then maybe another will and and what that does is it opens up the then creates an environment where people are beginning to feel happier to talk about it in the open we we're members um my organization is members and i contribute to a, a thing called the business disability forum in the uk and there are a lot of large companies that are signed up in there and a lot of them will talk in private but we want them to talk in public right because then people know actually these guys are good potential employers maybe they're doing more than i realized maybe i could have a job with them Maybe I can buy their products. You know, I never knew that you know all of this stuff was audio described, or that um, there's a special um, customer service line that can help me get it all set up. Right. Yeah. No one told me because it's all hidden. So let's you know get it out in the open. So that's that's something that we you know we we're continuing to do. We're continuing to encourage companies to do that. We're yeah. You know, hopefully going to engage more deeply with some of them you know um some of them are are actively supporting us and we'd like to expand so um we're not planning to take over the world or anything like that we're not planning to be the next facebook but we do intend to grow the community uh engage in more channels uh, and and actually 
turn up live to more events. So in the last week or so, we, you know, we, we've been to Sweden. We actually wow. met um, for the first time. So we've been collaborating for two and a half years. Wow. And we've done it all virtually. Wow. So there'd never been a point where all three of us were in the same room at the same time. Hmm. So that was the first time we'd done that. And um, we were live tweeting uh, an accessibility conference. And so, so we're, we're facilitating um, conferences, helping them spread the word. Uh, we, we've done the Funker conference in Stockholm twice now. First time I did it myself. This time, all three of us were there, which was great. Um, and I also went to Brazil last year to the Inclusion Summit for the International Paralympic Committee. So Access Chat was the official social media chat um, partner wow. for that. So that was that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Got to meet some amazing people. Um, and, and we want to continue just getting out there, opening up, hopefully creating more forums for people to discuss stuff and share stuff. One of the most exciting things for me is actually seeing people make connections as a result of what we're doing and projects starting and and side projects being started on the back of people having conversations through Access Chat, which is that that for me is really exciting because we're, we're, it's doing exactly what we intended, which is to bring people together to act as a catalyst. Right. Um, you know, we, we can't do everything ourselves, but we can act as catalysts and we can facilitate people to take action and take ownership for themselves and um, we're seeing that and that's really exciting so can you give us an idea of like what what kind of guests do you generally have on the show do you, is, is it mainly you know companies or do you talk to individuals or it's, it's wide-ranging so we do talk to companies. We've had Barclays Bank on. We've had Microsoft. We've had Nuance, the guys that make Dragon and right. OmniPage, etc. Um, we've also had actors on. So we've had, um, I don't know whether you guys watch Sons of Anarchy. Yep. <laughs> we had Kurt Yeager, who, who played Jake the Peg. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we had... Um, Little Kieran Shah, who's been in The Hobbit and Star Wars oh, wow. and is the world's smallest stuntman. Um, we've had Angel Jufria, who um, is uh, a lady with uh, a bionic arm and has also been in a number of movies. So, you know, it's, it is wide-ranging. We, we talk to people that are developing technology. We had Jim Fruchterman on. He runs Benetech. Right. which is a really interesting company that you know started in the sort of low vision space looking and, and blindness space looking at scanning and, and reading machines etc but they do amazing stuff now and 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 also sort of not just in the accessibility world but in the sort of social inclusion space and looking at um, all kinds of research work so he was a an amazing guest um, people from government. We've had, you know, uh, Lord Holmes of Richmond, who's you know, sat in the House of Lords, runs the disability part of the Equality and Human Rights Commission. Um, people from the United Nations. It's it's a broad bunch. Now, do you find that people approach you these days, or are you guys still like, you know, you sit down together and you you come up with some ideas of people who you want to approach, or how does it it's how does mixture. that work? It's a mixture. We do get approached. Um, 
we don't really have too much of a problem finding guests that's that's for sure um what we do want to do is try and keep it fresh and interesting we don't want to repeat the same topic all the time right we have we have had uh, a a number of um repeat guests not many um the first one was Ian Hamilton because he's done and stuff on accessible gaming and game accessibility, and then he brought in the people from Xbox and Turtle Rock uh, games. So uh, that was a really engaging uh, topic. People really interested in games. So uh, and and they've moved so much in the space of sort of 15, 16 months that uh, that it was worth revisiting. But uh, yeah, we, we we we're not short of uh, of topics. It's it's such a broad church as well because we're we, we're very broad focused that we we really don't find it too hard to find um, people that we think are interesting, and then we just approach them. Right, and, you know, we're we're pretty brazen about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, and I know from our experience, I mean, we're we're kind of in a, in the boat where we sort of we're we're still chasing people for the for the most part. We we sit down and we sort of think about, oh, you know, this this person will make a, a great guest. Let's let's reach out to them. Um, but uh, we, in our experience, we find that really all it usually takes is just asking the question, just asking, and and we've never been been really turned down i mean usually the people that we approach are, are more than happy to to talk about about whatever they're doing yeah it's it's rare to get turned down um sometimes we're a little ambitious so, but, <laughs> yep uh, you know, um but 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 equally you know that sometimes that pays off we had the the chief hr officer for a deco on a few few weeks back you know they're a massive organization you know they i think they find jobs for 700,000 people right or something ridiculous wow. so um they were happy to come on yep. um and yes if you ask nicely uh, <laughs> explain what it is then, yeah, most people like to say yes um what we found is actually um long lead times help mm-hmm. yeah uh, we tend to book three four months in advance and we give a range of slots and um and we you know patience is is a virtue really it's like yes we'll, mm-hmm. we we want these people on we'll we'll wait right so um so that's that's how we we, we do it and we you know we've gone from and i think that's the difference between now and and, and the beginning was yes every week we were scrabbling around trying to <laughs> phone up our friends and find people <laughs> Um, and 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 now it's a case of well you know we've got a schedule and um, right. you know here's here's you know how we roll you know you get an email with all of the the, the details and and away you go right you know and we have a tracker and everything else you know? so it's like it's a it's a fairly well oiled machine now we've done it a hundred and <laughs> odd times you know we, yeah it's, it's we're not really changing the formula that much. Right, and well, and using the the Twitty, or the Twitty, <laughs> using the Twitter platform and and, and having a, a video based show. I mean, what are some of the challenges that you guys find that maybe you, you that happened early on, or even that that still you know rise up and that you have to sort of overcome? Um, well, obviously, there's the challenge of captioning all of that video. Right, that's an effort. Um, you know, the fact that 
the platforms that you're using to record the video remotely are somewhat flaky. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and the quality of our video is not broadcast quality always. Um, you know, connections play a part in that. Um, you know, Skype falling over, Google Hangouts refusing to let non-Chrome people onto the Hangout can play a part too. So, so, so you know, technology does definitely try and disrupt things, but. Um, and and then, you know, people not understanding the the format of of the Twitter chat and and sort of just answering all six questions in the first five minutes, and, <laughs> <laughs> or or scheduling them and and not realising they were in the wrong time zone yeah. and all going out <laughs> some weird hour of the night. So, yeah, I mean, things do go wrong, but um, you just have to roll with it, really. Right. Yeah, technology can rear its ugly head, uh, for sure, even with us. Um, is there, has there ever been a show where you've just had to, to cancel altogether just because of, of technical issues? Oh, well, we've had to ab abandon video, but we've managed to sort of always salvage the audio recording. Okay. Oh no! There was one early, early days. Yeah, we had to redo it. We had to redo the recording. It was like, yeah, this bummed out. Here's the questions. Let's do the Twitter chat, and we'll record a, record a, a video later on. It's happened once, which I, it's not too bad, given how many we've done. Mm -hmm. Now, now you mentioned which sorry. reminds me. Did did you hit the record button, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I hit the record button. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, no, I, that's why I checked earlier. <laughs> I, I did think, oh, hey, did I hit the record button? <laughs> Luckily, we haven't done that yet. 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 It'll happen. It, it will. <laughs> uh, you mentioned your your co-hosts um, and your, I guess, the co-founders of, of Access Chat. Um, is, is that? the is that everybody on the team or do you have sort of more helpers that help in the background as well now uh, emily who works for deborah helps us with our scheduling and the the guys in in my team um take it in turns to help out with the the, the captioning but that's it you know it's not it's not a big team right you now there's it's all part-time it's all voluntary um and we'd like to get to a stage where we can actually pay for people to do some of this stuff <laughs> so so um we're, you know we're, we're hoping to to be able to get a few sponsors to help sort of pay for that because actually you know the the guys working for me are probably pretty sick of right <laughs> Yeah, it's good learning for them when they were doing their apprenticeships, etc. But uh, but yeah, they've got day jobs to be doing as well. So you know, we we appreciate that. And um, yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's it's finding a balance. You know, we've we we all actually put in quite long hours on this. I know, I probably put fifteen twenty hours a week effort into all of the stuff that surrounds yeah. it not 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 just doing the twitter chat but but all of the sort of admin and the coordination right. and maintaining the twitter accounts and doing the promotional stuff and just 
you know, it all adds up, you know, even if it's sort of stolen moments. So, uh, well, did, so it's, it's, it's quite a, quite an effort. I mean, do you find that scheduling is sometimes a challenge? I mean, because you're, you are talking to people a lot of times that are in different time zones and then you're, you have to coordinate with your, with your co-hosts in terms of their schedule. It, it, can it be pretty tricky? We have fixed times. Oh, okay. So we have a fixed time where we do the interview and we have a fixed time for the, the Twitter chat and they don't move. Oh, good. Apart from when the time zones change and the clocks go forward and then all hell breaks loose when <laughs> North America goes forward before Europe and, um, yeah, and it gets messy then. But, but essentially we have fixed times and, and what we do is we, you know, we give people a huge window months in advance so that they can find a day when that works for them. Which is fine unless you happen to be in Southeast Asia, in which case it's always going to be in the middle of the night. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Um, but but we chose the time that we did for for our Twitter chat because most of the English speaking world was going to be awake. Right. So it's eight p.m. at London time, um, which is twelve noon on the Pacific coast, three p.m. in. Um, in the East Coast and um, early, early morning in Australia. Right. Sort of the sweet spot. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's as close to the sweet spot as we could get. So, and um, from my point of view, it's outside of working hours and I've been fed, the dog's been walked. <laughs> you know, I can be, I can be sat down and have some time to do it. Whereas if we tried to do it earlier, it, it, it's, it's pretty difficult. People, you know, People either can do it when they're sat at their desk, but you know that early evening spot is when, when people are up and moving about. They're either commuting or it's family time or they need food or whatever. So yeah, we 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 put in quite a lot of thought to the timing of it, and then we've just stuck with it rigidly. What's your background with assistive technology? Um, how did okay. you get into the field? I've been working in assistive technology since. The turn of the millennia, I started working for a small company in Cambridge called Insist that specialized in technology for dyslexia. Um, dyslexia runs in my family. I'm dyslexic. Members of my family are dyslexic. Um, and so I was interested in it. I'd previously worked as a product manager in uh, the music and video export business totally different right. <laughs> doing right. online online sales of cds and videos and stuff like that so really very different but i was interested in the technology um and went there for a couple of weeks project work and ended up staying for eight or nine years um you know trying out and building speech recognition systems and delivering services to people then i ended up moving to siemens to deliver services to the bbc around accessibility and grew the practice that I run now from that point. Um, Siemens IT got bought by Atos and uh, so now I'm head of accessibility at Atos which is a, a, a European IT company but we do have operations in, in North America, um, about 10, 12,000 people I think. It's growing quite rapidly. Now, and and you you might have already kind of answered this with with some of the guests that you've had on, but you know what what's your personal like sort of favorite moment uh, of hosting the show that that's happened or most thrilling? 
Oh, well, I, I mean, I enjoyed having the, the, the Paralympic guys on and, and going to Brazil. Actually, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that wasn't part of the show, but it was as a direct result of it. Right. Um, uh, yeah, talking to accessibility heroes of mine, hearing stories. Um, and, and also, yeah, most thrilling is really actually seeing the connections making happening in real time and, and stuff stuff coming out of it good stuff real stuff happening that that for me is is more exciting than than the buzz of actually sort of going oh i've scored a great guest it's actually you know we've had a great outcome right this this has happened i i mean i imagine in in a lot of ways the twitter chat must be sort of the highlight for that because you you're able to watch say a company interact with the community that they're trying to serve and that can be pretty exciting i can imagine yeah and 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 it really is i mean uh, a good example was fujitsu came on and they did the chat uh uh, the the head of their disability network came on and 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 did the chat and then they brought some of the people from their disability network onto twitter as well and that chat went until midnight we were all just like (laughs) bouncing off each other and and that was really you know they they really engaged on that and um i think that was the night we had nine thousand tweets wow um, and 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 really what you could see was people really um understand you know really beginning to understand the power of social networks for the first time right. live during the chat they got an internal network but it was like okay but this all this other stuff is happening and i'm getting all of these ideas and it's uh so then you know often we get the guests come back so for, for me what's gratifying and, and i know for deborah antonio too is actually when we've had people on the chat and then they become regular people contributing on the twitter chat right uh and we particularly see that with you know people like fujitsu and, and, and especially barclays barclays banker done a you know fantastic job they've got a great accessibility team but they're also really really engaged um, and they're there every week, and 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 now what you see is you know they're they're running sort of community outreach within their branches and stuff like that. So people from the branches are going, oh, there's this accessibility. They're joining in the chat as well. So it, it's 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 helping us in that we've got people joining the chat, but it's also helping them. Right. So um, what what we're doing here is mutually beneficial. We're, we're helping them make connections. They're connecting internally and also with their customers. But, so, so it's 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 really interesting to watch, and it's 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 fun. My my experience with Twitter is is quite different because I spend most of my time arguing on it. Have you have you ever had uh, a, a guest uh, g- yes. get savaged by Twitter? Uh, yeah, we've had some experiences where. Um, <laughs> We've had to change the topic because the guests just felt unsafe. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess that that, yeah. is, that can be the downside. That that, that that was where they there is a particular community that disagreed with the the viewpoint of the guests, and the the trolling got significant. <laughs> really, really quickly, and it ramped up. So um, that was something that that um, that was unpleasant, but that, that you have to 
deal with from time to time. But yeah, it's not it's not that often actually. I think if you accentuate the positive, sure, then uh, you know the the positives massively outweigh the negatives. And I try and I try not to argue. So I try and abstain from Twitter once I've been drinking. <laughs> that's probably my number one problem. Because <laughs> that's when I go on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's never good. Um, and 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 also, um, whilst I may have a potty mouth, potty mouth in real life, I've, I've sworn once in seventy-nine thousand tweets because it's public facing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all right to have a cuss now and again between friends, but see, take notes, Steve. Everyone's reading you. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about about the the assistive technology community and and field uh, a little bit. And have you noticed any changes in the last few years? Because I know for us. I mean, it, it really feels like people are really realizing the power of social networks and and that they can have a voice. And so uh, I think our impression is that it's really gaining a little bit of traction over the past few years. I think there's, there's a number of things happening that are quite gratifying. Um, what you're seeing is the consumerization um, of certain elements of assistive tech that are just being absorbed and, and, and integrated into mainstream products, which is just how it ought to be. Right. Um, and, and so you're seeing like voiceover and text-to-speech in iOS. You're seeing um, the mainstream captioning uh, happening a lot on, on sort of uh, IPTV. Um, you're also seeing efforts using deep learning and, and neural networks and, and AI to be able to deal with the really thorny problem of the proliferation of user-generated content, right. which is growing exponentially. So, you know, if, if you're a screen reader user and you, you want to know what an image is, you're reliant on, on alternative text. Well, the reality is if someone's drunk at a party and they're p- posting up pictures on Twitter of their mates, they're hardly likely to be um, <laughs> putting in the alt text or on Facebook or whatever. Right. So these organizations are using uh, AI to be able to do image image recognition and start tagging this automatically. Um, like with the, the captioning on YouTube, the, the automatic captions, they're not perfect yet. And, and in fact, uh, you know, a lot of captioning advocates are still fairly anti them. Right. I say right. persevere because they're making an effort and the mm. more they do it, the better it gets. And, and that's how it works with this kind of computerized learning. The, this, and it's the only way we can deal with the scale because the problem is running away from human intervention. Right. So we, we need to be able to um, support these kind of efforts. So uh, I think there's some quite exciting stuff going on. And if you look at the Internet of Things and and the potential for smart cities, there's an enormous potential for inclusion. Now, we have to get in there quick because what usually happens is that people decide on on the the frameworks and everything else. And if we haven't talked to them or haven't got our feet under the table, then 
you know, that potential is not realized. Right. But I think there's, you know, huge, huge potential for using sensors and, 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 and so on to help um, people navigate, to give us information that we need if we happen to be, um, you know, have cognitive disabilities, etc. And And augmented reality will make people's lives very, very different and, and has, you know, real potential so yeah I, I, I'm not expecting everyone to be wandering around with Google Glass but there will be layers of information surrounding you um, um, and that might be conveyed to you through all sorts of different means that might be through haptics it might be through the feedback on your watch or it might be through you know you know signals in your smart clothing all sorts of things that are really on the cusp right now that could have profound impacts on how we uh, absorb information and, and also communicate it back that can benefit us and and and, and help the not just the, the disability community but the wider community as well yeah that's right i mean and that's i think that's the real importance of of continuing to have the conversation about the idea of universal design because at the end of the day, it, it really it just benefits everybody. And and what what I, I tend to tell colleagues is that actually what you've got in the disability community is the best bunch of most patient and rigorous beta testers you could ever wish for. <laughs> Very right. true. So Very true. Feed them your feed them your bleeding edge tech. They'll find the faults with it and uses <laughs> that you never dreamt of. That's right. So um, you know it's it's a win win. So absolutely, you need to engage and engage early. When is Access Chat and how can people find you guys? You can find Access Chat at www.axschat.com. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at, at AXS Chat. And you can obviously use the hashtag as well. Um, on, the, on the website, you'll find all of the videos, you'll find information on how to participate, and you can also um, obviously follow the individuals that are engaged, because it's not just us, it's the, the wider community. Get in there, get engaged, have the conversations, have fun, uh, and learn something. Neil, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and it was really, really great to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Okay, Neil, we'll let you go and uh, take care and have a good day or a good evening, Cheers. I guess. Okay. Thanks again. Bye -bye. Take care. 9,000 tweets. Yeah. 100,000 followers. Yep. We've got 220. Well, listen. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I no, don't get... What are you talking about? This is exciting. This is, this is where we could go. We don't, could we could be in Sweden next year. Yeah, don't, don't quit. Look at the potential. All right, so we need to do a live show with a live tweet interaction. But I mean, but, you know, you know keep in mind that, you know, his two co-hosts, like he said, uh, you know, they, had, they already had 100,000 followers each. You had three. Mm -hmm. So... Well, I mean, you, we could potentially uh, pull in Twitter as part of, as more of our um, of our podcast. Well, I yeah, mean, we could we could we we generally post up the podcast around the same time every day. We do, so we could make that more rigorous. Say, okay, the podcast goes up at boink this time, and we will be monitoring Twitter and uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I, I mean, I, I, we yeah. never even really conceived of, of the idea of a Twitter chat. I mean, mm -hmm. Ryan, you've been talking about the idea of a live show where people could interact with us. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, this is this is something that we could actually look into doing 
on a weekly basis and it's you know we're all we're all near our mobile phones you know friday mornings so it's an idea i mean it's it it's a nice way to engage the community and you know especially for them because they were looking to build a community Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think that's what i like most about about his his format is that he has built a community he's he's facilitating these interactions between big mm-hmm. big companies and and accessibility and and the community yeah that's that's fantastic yeah it really is and i mean that's why you know again where i was really excited to talk to him because you know he's kind of a you know, bit of an accessibility rock star it's like the keith richards of well, maybe not Keith Richards. Maybe that's a bad. Keith Richards has his own set of disabilities. <laughs> but, uh, um, but no, that was that was pretty interesting. It's pretty impressive the the guests that they've had. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I didn't realize that they it was such a wide wide um, variety of different types of guests. My my impression early on was was that they mainly talked to companies, but. Um, we should have really asked them about how they pick topics or how they how they go about sort of choosing what they're doing each week, choosing or... what they're doing for guests. But I I didn't even know that Fujitsu had an accessibility division. Right? Yeah. No idea. Well, there's probably tons of companies that you know that do. One of our guests that we're going to have, um, this blind triathlete guy who used Google Glass to do the Boston Marathon. Wow. He actually works for IBM and. You know, they have an accessibility department that he works for. I'm sure a lot of big companies do. We just don't hear about them. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. Uh, how can people find us? On the tweets. Oh, no, the it was the Tweety. That's <laughs> what you call the Tweety. Uh, yeah. They can find us on Tweety. Very funny. Uh, we're we're twits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where can people find us? Online at www.atbanter.com. That is correct. And they can also email us if they would are so inclined at atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. Woohoo. And you know, we're also available on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Instagram, that's the one I was I was oh, yeah, going Instagram. to going to Pinterest immediately. <laughs> no Pinterest. Instagram. All right. Well, what do you think, boys? Are we done? I think we're done. We're done. Thanks again, everybody, for listening in. That'll do it for this week. I've been Rob Minow. And I've been Grumpy Bear. And I've been a happy camper. (laughs) And we will see you all next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.